This oral history project is being taped as part of a project to commemorate the Texas sesquicentennial. We thank you for your cooperation and participation. We will be interviewing Mr. Paul J. Fields. To start the interview, would you please uh, tell us how old are you, Mr. Fields? Mm-hmm. 74. Mr. Hills is 74 years old. Let's talk a little bit about where you were born. Were you born here in Austin? I was born here in Austin in 1911 at 505 East 8th Street. What was 8th Street like in those days? It was a gravel road and uh, of course a lot of the houses there, you know, were right close to town and uh, you could hear the fire engine just come through there like nothing, make a lot of dust. But uh, it was, you know. It was home. It was for home, you, yeah. For you and how many other people in your family? It was about. Uh, how many children? We were, it was three of us, a small one. Mm-hmm. And the rest of them were grown. It was nine of us all together. But some of them were living with us, some of them were already married. They were not there. In other words, your mother and father had almost two separate families. Yes. Uh-huh. Mm. Your father was a pioneer in Austin because he had one of the first shops, tailor shops in Austin, is that not That's true? That's right, yeah. Where did he come from? He came from El Paso in 1898. So in 1898 he settled here in Austin to open a tailor shop. That's right. Where was that shop located? He's located at 113 West 6th Street. So and even in those days, West 6th Street was a, a commercial type street. Oh, yeah. yeah. <coughs> of course, in those days, he, he was living on 113 East 8th Street. You know. Of course, I don't know about that, because I was born in 1911. That was way back before mm-hmm. my time. And... Uh, the house on East 8th, where you grew up, and indeed where you were born, is that correct? Yes, that's right. You were right. born at home. That's right, yeah. There's three or four of us were born there, I remember. How long did you live there in that house? We lived there, I really don't remember, but it would have been a, up to about 30. So you do have recollection yeah. of that house? Yeah. What did it look like? What type of house was it? It's a regular house, a frame house like this here. It's a wooden home, real nice. Wooden yeah. home with a, a big porch? Oh there. yeah, a big screen porch in the back. Big. What did your mother do? Did she stay at home and work? She stayed at home. Well, that's another thing I don't remember her to work. I was only three years old when she died. Yes. So, as far as I understand, she stayed home, took care of the family. Paul, if you don't took, remember your mother and sh- and you were only three when she died, who helped raise you? My sister-in-law. Your sister-in-law. And my brother, she remember. So, it was because you had older brothers and sisters and they were already married, so when yes. your mother passed away, they assumed the responsibility of raising the smaller children. That's right. Of course, I had a sister too, but... He, she died a little later on, too. Mm-hmm. Same time my father died, 1922. And your father died in 1922. Yeah. Did the tailor shop continue after your father died? Yes, it continued. 
with my two older brothers, Frank and Ernie. And Alfonso was with them, but he moved back to El Paso. Mm -hmm. And kind of his father, his wife, with help. Mm -hmm. But your older brothers were trained by your father to be tailors also. Oh, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. I have seen uh, articles about his shop, and apparently he was a very, very fine tailor. Yes, Where was. did he learn his craft, his business? I think, uh, as far as I understand, he did come from Mexico, not too sure, but mm -hmm. from Chihuahua. Mm -hmm. So I think he learned it from over there in somewhere part of Mexico. But he came to El Paso and to uh, Texas at a very early age? Oh, yes. Because he was still a young man when he moved to Austin. That's right, sure. Mm -hmm. When you were growing up, what do you remember about your school days? <clears throat> well, we went to St. Mary's Parochial School. Mm -hmm. It was, a, uh, you know, for all most of the people. Some of the products went there. It was not too far from where we lived. It was like where it is now on 10th and, and Brazos. And, of course, it was a walking distance. Not too, and, it was still nice. We got along, along very well. So, so all of the children went to school uh, there at St. Mary's, or the children in your family who yeah. were about your age. Did y'all all go together to the same school? Yes, we did. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Paul, were, was uh, a parochial school in those days thought of as being exclusive, or was it just something that everyone did? Well, if you were Catholic, you went to a parochial school. Well, if we were Catholic, well, we, of course, like I said, I was the only close Catholic to our place, so we went as they put us there, so I don't know too much about the others. You uh, know. Are the reasons why? Because there was a Guadalupe church, it was mm -hmm. way out on the west side then. It used to be way out on Guadalupe and Third or Second Street, whatever it is. <clears throat> were all of the classes taught by nuns? Yes, there were them. There and were them, all nuns. And what what do you remember? What what type of, of learning did you have? What what were the courses that they taught? What they did they it emphasize? Taught us all the regular reading and writing and arithmetic. And of course we had little athletic outside. Of course that was supervised by men then. But uh, mostly it was just, you know, reading and writing and English, geography, all the regular. What did Austin look like in those days? Oh, Austin was real beautiful. <laughs> More beautiful then than now, huh? <laughs> well, it was small and quiet, let's put it there. I was so used to it, you know. And there was, a, you know, people just knew it knew it lot each other so well and got along real good each other. I know that you said that you really enjoyed the beauty of Austin and that all the citizens in Austin took advantage of their beauty. Mm. You talked about going mm. on picnics. Yeah. Is that the type of entertainment y'all had when y'all were little? Well, well we did off and on, you know, like we do now. We went even to Bard Spring before there ever was a Pool there, yeah. There was just a creek there running. Yeah. 
Yeah. I've seen <coughs> pictures about uh, of uh, some hmm. sort of arch bridge going across Barton Creek. Do you remember that? A bridge that went across? Yeah, so. I've just seen an article in mm -hmm. a picture once, and I wondered. It looked very, yeah. very attractive. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Did you go swimming when you went to Barton Springs? No, I didn't. Uh. It was too cold? Uh, well, <laughs> we were too small, yeah. We just went with a picnic. In fact, there wasn't all that fancy stuff like it is now. Beautiful. But it was pretty then. It was just that. A big, it has a thing, what to call it, I don't know what to call it, a big round. Uh -huh. That's the only thing they had there. Yeah. Then, and just picking around, around the place there. Okay. Did, um, when y'all went out together on family outings and stuff, how'd y'all get there? Did y'all walk? Oh, Did y'all no. have cars? My, my daddy had cars. So in those early days, your father had, had a car? car? yeah. What kind of car do you remember? He had a Buick. A Buick. And then he had a Hudson. A Hudson. Of and course, we had a. My father had, had a delivery car. It was a, it was a horse and buggy, horse and delivery mm -hmm. wagon. So not yeah. everyone had cars in there. No, days. not those days. No. It was really something special. It to was have something a car. special. Yeah. Do you remember an extended family? Do you remember having all different kind of generations uh, living together and, and, and uh, socializing together and giving each other support? Not too well, I could say. We didn't get out too very much. Mm -hmm. but, uh, we were mostly to work and back and go to the neighbor. We had some very nice neighbors there. We, had, we played with one neighbor there, he was Jewish. Mm -hmm. Real nice people there. So there was a, a, a mixture of people in the yeah, neighborhood. Yeah, oh yeah. <coughs> and uh, there was a teacher in front of us, his name was Miss Raleigh. Was, you probably heard about Miss Raleigh in school before. No, I don't yeah, know who Miss Raleigh. Raleigh was. Yeah. Was she a famous teacher here oh, in Austin? Oh yeah. And uh, like I said, uh, this boy, we played with. He growing up, became a doctor, and he's uh, he was. I don't know now. I haven't heard in long, many, many years. He was a doctor, and he was working at uh, Santa Rosa in San Antonio. His name was Swatsburg. Swatsburg. Yeah. And so Doctor Swatsburg really yeah. lived here in Austin and was born here in Austin and yeah. grew up with y'all. In fact, his parents owned all those houses where we used to live. Mm. <clears throat> what do you remember after you you grew up and uh, you got through with your schooling and stuff? At, at what age did you go out and, and try to make a, a living <clears throat> for yourself? Well, I just finished the St. Mary's broke here and I went on to work with my brother because my father had died. Mm -hmm. And I just thought I'd go help them out with their work. I was in eighth grade, that's the only high grade I went to. Mr. Rios, did you have to go to work there? Did you have to learn how to be a tailor? Or oh, yeah. So you had you worked yeah. in the tailor shop also? Yeah, yeah. I was taught there. And that is how yeah. you made your living? Yes. Mm -hmm. From that point on, from the time that you were a small yeah. young boy and, and dropped out of school to go assist your family, that's right. you learned that business. That's right. From there, after that, where did you go to work? 
<coughs> from there, I think, uh, about 1940-41, I went to work for Reynolds and Pendleton, mm-hmm. men's clothing. Yes. And I worked there till about 1942, and I was drafted to World War II. So in 1942, <coughs> you were drafted and you served in World War II. Two, two, what branch of the service did you serve? I was in the ground forces, infantry. Yeah. No, I'll take that back. That's uh, well, they were following the infantry, really. Yes. I was in quartermaster's <coughs> supply, in other words. So you were a part of that quartermaster supply. Mm-hmm. Where did you serve? <coughs> where Where did they have you stationed? I was stationed and uh, was conducted here in Fort Sam. From there, we went to Camp Lee. And from Camp Lee, we went to uh, Camp uh, up in uh, California, uh, San Bernardino. Yes, and then from California, you were shipped out overseas. No, well, well, yes, we were shipped over to Fort Dix, New Jersey. From there, First. we went overseas. Mm-hmm. And we went to from there, we went over to England. So it was England that you were at during the war? During the war. Well, we landed in Scotland from there we went on to England. What was England <coughs> like to a young man from Austin, Texas? Well, <laughs> it was a lot different from Austin, Texas, actually. And what was it like during <coughs> those war years, Mr. Fields, well, in England? it was uh, a little bit, you know, confined and you had all the time, watch what's coming. And that was during the time when they were bombing London. Good, good thing I wasn't close to into London. I was in Glasgow, and then I was in Sydney, uh, <coughs> England. They called it. Was just away from London. How long did you stay overseas during the war? Two years. And then yeah. you returned to the United States. Went over to Germany one year. Were you married during this time? No, I wasn't married at all. So yeah. you were a carefree bachelor during yeah. all these years, yeah. <laughs> having the time of your life, being <coughs> a, a handsome man in uniform. Yeah. So you got to see England, England, Germany, to Germany, France, and France also. Oh yeah, Belgium, Luxembourg. Olive, and, uh, so when you came back to the United States, how much longer were you in the service after that? Oh, I got out right away. As soon yeah. as you came back to the United yeah, States, you yeah. were discharged? Discharged, yeah. I and was in 46. Yeah. And you came back to Austin in 1946? Yes, ma'am. And you res- resumed working with Reynolds yes. Penland? Reynolds Penland. They held your job all of that time for you? Oh, yeah. They you must have been a fine tailor. Well, they were they're supposed to hold you. In those days, in those days to, if you went to war, back yeah. again. To the law. So how many years did you work at Reynolds Pinwood? Between 35, 32 years. As a tailor, yeah. doing tailor work mm-hmm. for them. It's very interesting. At what point did your life change? At what point did you <coughs> did you uh, find your your wife and decide to marry? Oh, I met her in 19, 
after I got out of well, 48 till now and you have been married. How have you think, uh, seen uh, things change? What do you think oh. are the most, the most, uh, the most, what do you think are the best advances that we have made? Well, I think often it's changed quite a bit. Of course, mm -hmm. I like it because I've worked on it a whole lot and make it beautiful. But, you know, it's gotten so big that it's just like a big city. It's, uh, when you stop to think of how things were um, in the olden days, uh, when you stop to think of the things that you have seen in your lifetime, well, the space shuttle, well, uh, the advances in medicine. We didn't have no radios, no TVs in those days. Um, well, we had we had thought had a radio back in the first last of twenty or thirties or twenty. Well, yeah. well, even with all of the wonderful things that we had because of advanced technology, yeah. do you think things are better were better in the good old days? No, they're better now. <laughs> they're better now. But in those days, you didn't have nothing those things. They were, everything was quiet. You didn't have to rush for this and rush for that. But like I said, it, it's, uh, it's a lot different, but still, in one way it's good, in some way it's bad. Uh -huh. You didn't have no watch TV or listen to radio or 
either you read or talked to the family or played games or something like that. Of all of the changes that you have seen, what do you think has benefited mankind the most? Well, progress, I guess it's part progress. Just, just progress, huh? Right. Everything a little bit better for everyone each That's right. in every yeah. century or decade. Yeah, that's one thing too that's helping a lot of poor people around nowadays and they used to live. Well, in those days there were not many people that is now too. It's population grown so big. You say that nowadays there's more programs and more services to help poor people. Yeah. What did poor people do in those days? I really How did they take care of each other? I really don't know. I just there weren't too many of them those days. There were, but one way or the other, they just kind of cared for their uh-huh. own. Well, the churches, like they always did, the churches always helped the poor people. Did you ever stop to think what the population of Austin was like when you were little? Uh, how many people were there? Do you have any earthly idea in uh, those years? Around 50,000. Around 50,000. So even then it was a The last time I heard it was 50,000 because I was in the 30s. Yeah, in the 30s it was 50,000. Mm-hmm. So even at that, that was a pretty good sized city. Oh, yeah. But now it has grown immensely. Mm-hmm. When you were talking about growing up and going to school at St. Mary's, what was the city limits like then? Approximately where was the city? City like? limits, when I remember, was Chicago, Live Oak, and uh, when the State Hospital. Yes, I was city limits. And west was far as the Hopkins Lake, Hopkins Dam, Tomilla Dam. Were Hispanic families in those days, Mr. Trios, involved in, in politics? Did they mm-hmm. take an interest in who was running for mayor and who was being elected? Mm-hmm. Those days, I don't remember that far back, but not that I remember any of You never no, remember them no. discussing? No. You, I know that or you... I know that you uh, said that your father, for example, when he came here to Austin from El Paso, spoke English. Uh, was was it necessary for him to learn English because of his trade? Oh yeah, because he had nothing but uh, Anglo people. Anglo people trade. Yes. That's all he had. So he had to be able to communicate with That's them, right. so he learned English. Right. He had and all these Robinson. These are. Doug Robinson lives now, Robinson and the Schneiders and the, and the quite a few others. Yeah. So when you were growing up, were you also taught English at home? Oh yeah, oh yeah. But was Spanish yeah. used amongst the family? The family, yeah, we did. So Spanish was still the primary language? It in was the, then, in the house. In the house. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been mighty, mighty interesting, and I uh, thank you so much for sharing and I'm talking glad about your help. family. Mr. Rios, thank you so very yeah. much. You're welcome.